Hi, it's Ryan. Thanks for listening to We're All Mad Here. I'm inviting you to support us on ACAST Plus, the membership program built into the platform we use to publish this podcast. Memberships start at $5 a month, and your support means we get to make this show and feed our kids. It'd be awesome if you considered supporting us today. Link is in the show notes. That's it. Enjoy this episode of the podcast. I feel like I should start the episode by saying happy National Indigenous Peoples History Month. Oh, thank you. You too. So I should have got you a cake. (laughs) I love cake. We are loving cake these days. Well, yes. It's it's the it's the comfort of being in a long term, lifelong committed relationship where it's like I'm fucking not going anywhere, you're not going anywhere, let's eat cake. Okay, no, that's definitely not what we're doing here. Oh. Like obviously we're I'm comfortable doing. and safe, but like <laughs> that's what I'm we're doing. also striving for health and wellness. Uh I'm striving for looking beefy on a beach with my cake. This is my beach cake. All right. No beach cake? You, beach cake? Yes, beach cake. Beach sandwiches. This is my beach sandwich and my beef cake. <laughs> my beef beach cake. Um, so I, I want it, yeah, National Indigenous Peoples Month, History Month. Do you feel- Is indi- it National Indigenous Peoples Month or Indigenous History Month? Because- National Indigenous Peoples History Month. There's no peoples. I don't know if there's peoples. I'm going to add I don't know. Peoples. The name is really like a whole thing. Do you feel do you feel more indigenous this month? Uh I don't think so. No. What's going to happen in July? Are you going to feel less indigenous? Cuz you get to be in Am I allowed to be indigenous you in July? No, well no. It's over like June July 1st. Like the fireworks kills your spirit. Right. It's like Canada let- Day is like you're you're just Canadian now. Yeah. Leave all that shit behind. We gave you a month. Yeah. Like the fireworks are the indicator that's like, it's like the snap out of it. Yeah. It's like the Cinderella. Yeah. You know, when you're you're passed out at a party, you're 18, you're passed out and your friends throw cold ice water on your face to wake you up. That's what the fireworks are on Canada Day. Or when you party so long that you hear the birds in the morning. Oh my God. Those birds are so full of shame. The sound of their songs are just shame. But then you get a sausage and egg or McMuffin and you feel better about your... And we don't drink either of us, so I don't know. No, we used to. We're just, we're just, uh, remember when, um, no, you're not allowed to be indigenous in July. No. You put that shit away until September. Right. Then we get another day. You get the national day. Yeah. That's a big, that's the big day. And then you put it away and you go out for Halloween and you dress up as a white person. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's yeah. You, you don't get July. You get I'm s- dressing up as Pocahontas this year. Ooh, mama. Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> I'll I'll dress up like the the captain of the ship who was the pedophile human trafficker that stole her. <laughs> this got dark really fast. Holy shit. N- n- National Indigenous Peoples History Month is here. We are indigenously indigenous. My Indian status card says so. Your, you don't have a status card. Rude. Um, and uh, we're allowed to celebrate this month. Big celebrations all across the country. Yeah, but I haven't seen shit in the media or Nothing. anywhere. Like I've seen in like a handful of tweets, like really like, you know, canned yeah. government tweets. I haven't seen shit. I'm not on social media, and I'm I'm glad about that. We're gonna do an episode about social media in a future. You keep episode. alluding to this. Well, I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, and uh, I, fuck, I don't miss that. I'm reading this excellent book. What are you reading for National Indigenous? I saw a documentary, and holy shit, the, this country's got a long way to go. Ruth, Ma- Barbara. Did you know? Did you know the RCMP shot? They they shot Inuit dogs back in the fifties. Did you know there's not clean drinking water, Barbara? Nishkanaga. Yes, for the record, I don't miss any of that. I know. I it's the. You've it's, noticed a drop off in coverage, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not as cool to reconcile anymore. No. It doesn't feel as uh, hip. No, the reconciliation's over. There was a. What are we on to next? I wonder if we're still reconciling, or if we're, or if the month has been canceled, or if I don't know. I guess we should check with Ottawa. What did you see? You looked at the Ottawa, the website, the national, yeah. the yeah. the national website for the, the federal government's yeah. official, you know, very, sub page for. National. You said you weren't you weren't bothered by it. It was okay. I wasn't bothered by it. It was very. I felt very like kid gloved. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, say the good things, say yeah. the nice words. Um, it felt like they had a lot of their indigenous staffers check mark that oh, or you, rubber stamp that statement. You know about this process. Do I? How, how, how often was your brain picked when you were in politics? <sighs> Go ahead, Ryan. So what we're saying is don't do that this month to an indigenous person you know. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're all mad here. We're all indigenous here. Welcome. We're all mad here. We had the idea to do this episode. Why, Madeline? Well, we looked at a calendar and thought, okay, what's coming up that we're mad about? <laughs> well, we wanted to we wanted but, to program yeah. based on like we didn't we wanted we're lazy. We're, we're not lazy. lazy. We're lazy. I think it's really important to keep things to, like topical, yeah. keep things relevant and without chasing like like ridiculously goofy shiny things like Prince Harry's, you know, roasting the media right now. Looking at what is on, like, what is happening around us. And for us right now, what is happening is Indigenous History Month. That's right. And we we looked at the calendar and, and we're, we're in our production schedule, because our time is so limited and our resources are finite, we wanted to say like, oh, June, we could do this, July, this, September, this. And and so that's what we're doing. And and, and this, this episode was, we felt, I'll say... I'll say I, and perhaps not we, but I, I felt obligated to do something on National Indigenous Peoples History Month. I felt like that would be something we should do because it is something I'm mad about and angry about and kind of like need to work through that shit. And then we started making notes and we we're just crazily uninspired by this topic. Yeah, I, I think that so so I too felt obligated. It's a strange thing being indigenous. There is this strange pressure to perform. I guess is how I would put it. Mm. To to say something, to be present, to take up space. Uh, we all as indigenous people have some sort of unofficial ownership over this month. Yeah, in your circle of friends in in your your workplace, maybe in your community in your family, like it's, you feel, you feel like not, not that people are depending on it, but that you want to get yours off. You want to, you want to, you want to say what you, you, you want to say and, and deal with it and move, move on. But I, I don't know. It, it, it's like at some point it begins to dawn on you, like for what, like why? It's like a FOMO, like a fear of missing out. Yeah. But then when we sat down to look at it, I was like, well, there's not much to miss out here. Miss out on here? Yeah. 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 Well, and, and the, the, the anger and the frustration of like realizing, for me at least, you know, like I'm in year 23 of being a professional artist with no other day job or anything. And like this will have been the 23rd year that I'm doing a, a national Aboriginal day as it used to be called. And, and, you know, so much of the month now is performative it's like us putting on our indian clothes and dancing for our supper and that's important maybe in some ways because we are in this era now where non-indigenous people and the world are listening to indigenous people talk and tell our stories and and share parts of our lives that 
that are rebuttals against the settler myth that Canada has been built on. So it's important that we're heard. But when you start to zoom out at and look at it and you're like 23 years into your career and you recognize like nothing's changed. Yeah. Like nothing's changed in this amount of time. So, so why am I, why am I putting on my Indian clothes again? So what you're, what you're, what you're saying is there's no progress. And it it's doesn't like, feel like progress. And that progress we're talking about is like actual, like actions, right? Not just, not just changing the way, I mean, I guess in some ways this would be progress, but not just changing the way your neighbors think about you. Right. But progress in a, in a, in like an, in an infrastructure way. Yeah. In a tangible way. In a tangible, yeah. And, and like, and the progress that's been made in Canada, we call, you know, reconciliation and we all know how that's gone. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of Canadians, especially liberal Canadians that don't want to get their hands dirty, but definitely are interested in change, feel like there's been a crazy amount of progress and you could argue that there has been you mm-hmm. could you could argue in this country since 2016 during during the introduction of this this federally legislated idea that reconciliation the adoption of undrip the the indigenization of our institutions R- remember when trudeau said they were going to decolonize the government do you remember this? I mean, this might be an overshare, but I I, I got a boner. I was like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even understand. This is the one part of our relationship that is a problem for me. My boners? <laughs> no. Oh. Your past, you got swindled. You got swindled by the hair and the voice. <sighs> You're going to bring this up on the pod. It. I can't believe it. I'm just so judgy about it. You should be. I wrote, I wrote an article about it. I, I, Which actually you, you disclosed to me in the early days. You're like, you should know. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a person. It, it was like I was I was telling you I had kids for the first time. It was like, <laughs> this is a heavy thing. This might chase her away. This might ruin the thing that we have. But I need to be really honest about this. And then it was like, I voted liberal in, <laughs> in the federal election. And not just that, but I told other Indians to vote liberal. And, you know, we let's do this in another episode. We can For do sure. a politics episode. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to do a politics. No, it's OK. And and I and I want to say I'm not trying to avoid to to avoid the the responsibility I have in like telling people to vote liberal and blah, 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 blah. It was a weird time. And uh, and I did <laughs> it was a get, weird time. I, I experimented. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I had liberals sticking their tongues down my mouth just to see if I liked it. And I didn't. But but let me let me also say, I think what's also interesting about this and tying it back to our, our, our topic is that in 2015, in that election, it did feel like we needed something different. And that progress could be made in this way because the federal conservatives were so terrible mm. in Canada that... I think the I think what people started saying was A B C anything but conservative. I mean that's that's not a new thing. It was new to me because I'd never right, right, never right, paid right. attention it's, before. Right. It, yeah. And and I'm an Indian, so why would I vote in some other government's yeah election? I never bothered. And I have a government. It's 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 the Grand Council of Treaty Three. And so going into it, it was like, this is what I'm going to do. And and I did get swindled. And we bring this up on the podcast today because. A lot of people would argue that National Indigenous People's History Month is progress and that it is important and and we need to participate because of the moment we're in, right? Mm-hmm. And my point at the beginning of this rant is this is all a long-winded way of saying like there hasn't been progress. Like we've renamed the day, right? In 2017 didn't didn't the liberals. Uh, yeah, it was it was Trudeau, Justin Trudeau's big move, right? It was his big political capital g- cash grab to make it look like progress was happening without actually, you know, doing anything of substance. So thank you. Great. New name. Yeah. Same shit. Yeah. 
I mean, this is this is the shiny things thing you were talking about before we started recording. It's hard not to jump on the shiny things when they all feel and seem good. Yeah, and I think that those things, I like. I don't want to. I honestly don't want to denigrate this the action on on his on their on his government's part. But I just always go back to, you know, the the fun, shiny, low hanging fruit things that are easy wins should really come hand in hand with some of the bigger, harder, harder pieces that may cost you political capital. Right. You know, everyone always talks about in these realms, political will. Do you have the political will mm. to get some of these things done? Mm hmm. And what they're talking about is 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 not like, do you have the capacity to do this? But are you willing to give up points mm-hmm. in order to get something important done? Votes, favor, literal public votes. Favor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know what? And again, and I'm gonna I'm not I'm not trying to play devil's advocate here. But what people will say in response to all of this is, well, the 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 federal liberals in Canada are doing something like and and people will be very quick to cite like look at they look at the program they created for the unmarked graves right in Canada and and there's millions of dollars that are flowing to communities to find these unmarked graves we do not celebrate governments that are doing what they're supposed to right doing the bare minimum does not get you a doggy treat that was also very reactive yes because in in because when 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 Murray Sinclair was the chair, or sorry, when Murray Sinclair was one of the three chairs of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, in their interim report, they're halfway into their mandate, they wrote in a report that they needed money to search for the unmarked graves. And what they were requesting was like, I think, like low millions of dollars, $4 million, maybe. I I forget the number. I, Mm -hmm. I should have it, but I don't in an effort to confirm what many survivors were saying. Mm. And at the time, the Fed said, no, nah, we're not interested. You got the money you got. Use what you have. And Murray Sinclair's point was like, there. this is truth and, truth and reconciliation, and the truth is coming out, and it's not what we thought. And so, so yes, it was reactive, but it was also like, Native people were already saying this was going to happen and the government didn't listen. And so once again, we're back into a position where because they didn't do what they they should have or could have or ought to have, they went years later and wrote a check to fix the thing, right? This is how- Yeah, because the country was in quote unquote shock. Right. And they, now all of a sudden the masses Mm -hmm. were, were reacting and so the government went, okay, we have to deal with this now. Right. Which is, which is, which gets turned into, and you know this better than anyone and because of your work in the, in the, in the political world, but this gets turned into narrative wins mm-hmm. for the government, of right? Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I remember here in Ontario, the, the, for, the government announced funds I don't know the details of it, so I so I'm talking out of my ass a bit. But what I remember, and this is anecdotally, the government had an announcement one day. They were announcing funds to search graves, X number of dollars. While this announcement was going on, a number of our members were in a meeting with the experts in doing the ground searches. They were talking about what they needed for a specific community. And as this announcement is coming down, our members are talking to these experts, and the experts go, "This is this is." not enough to do half the job on one site. That's mm. what they're saying. So it's very like let's throw throw let's throw a little bit of money at it to make so optically it looks like we're doing something, but does it actually does it actually you know contribute to progress? That's right. And 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 you know, I am hard on Joe and Janet Canada in this country and I I re, I feel good about that, like rightfully so. But you also can't blame Joe and Janet Canada for reading the headlines, reading the first three paragraphs of, of a news article, and then needing to move on. We all There's too much information in the world. We're all busy. We're all living our lives. But, you know, we also have to beg Joe and Janet Canada to dig into the actual reporting and find out what's actually needed. Because what happens over and over again, and to tie this back to this month, 
headlines rule the day. Mm. And what we're going to see over and over again this month are we're going to see articles about the amazing things that some child in some faraway place on a reserve is doing for their culture. And we're going to read about the bake sales that send the youth group over to Australia for a youth exchange. And we're going to read about all of these important initiatives. And we're going to think, wow, life is really changing out there. And for some, it is. And for some, it is not. Because this month, we're going to put on our Indian clothes, and we're going to tell stories and sing and dance and share food. And the truth is, some people are going to go home, and there will be chaos and crisis and emergencies and, and, and grief waiting for them at their door. And so while these days can feel okay for some, make no mistake that the, the ongoing project of colonization is still alive and well. And not just in faraway places, in our household, right? Trauma has found us all. If you are indigenous, you have found trauma. And so... Trauma has found you. Trauma has found you. And so I, I, I have a really hard time just just blindly celebrating these things without hitting pause and going like, well, what, what, are, we, what are we doing here? What are we celebrating? I mean, of course there are wins in communities. Of course there are people across, as you call, you know, across Indian country that are making their families and their communities proud and they're fighting and they're resilient and they're survivors but there's so much trauma and heartache that is just below the surface. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about how when you go to community celebrations, you look around at the booths and the and the tents and it's like who's there? Who's there? So you have you have some folks selling their 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 beadwork, you have some folks, you know, teaching you about language. And then you look around and then there's booths with the youth crisis line, the and youth the, crisis line, the, the trauma suicide. centers there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. It's a hard truth, and and it's it's one that is you know when we were making notes for this episode, it is one that is top of mind because like it just it's important to not leave anyone behind, and I think that like the 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 impetus for these celebrations, and and by the way, nineteen forty five. Is, is, is like one of the first times this day was celebrated. There was an indigenous activist named, named Jules Sui, who in 1945 declared the day Indian Day, which I think is pretty badass. And, and, and Jules Sui was a, a close, dear friend to another respected leader here in this place called Canada named William Commanda. And together they went on and did a bunch of important and incredible work. But uh, Sui was one of the first Indigenous activists to take the pleas of Indigenous people to the United Nations and so is a notable figure. But this day, you know, is 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 steeped in this sort of tradition of 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 resistance and resilience and celebration. And and it's it's a conflicting day because sometimes when you're Indigenous, it's hard to celebrate. Where my anger lies is is in kind of the non-Indigenous celebration or, or when it feels like people are giving themselves a pat on the back mm. while simultaneously there is all this hardship. Yeah. Like I don't want pe- like, like I think it's really important for us to celebrate mm. and the reasons why we would do that. My anger is like that feeling of, well, what are you patting yourself on the back for? Yeah, you came for the Indian tacos, but you didn't stay yeah. to clean up the, yeah. the powwow grounds. Yeah. You know? Or you came for the Indian tacos, but you actually don't want to talk to any of us. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's tough. And I, even doing this recording, it feels bad. Like it feels like it. It, if you, yeah, I it really wanna, does. I don't want to be the podcast and I don't want to be the couple that sit up here and snipe and, and take shots at things. But for this episode, we really, we really hit the wall because we started making the notes and, and, and it was like, shit, man, this isn't, we're, we're angry and, and, and generally uninspired by this. 
and why, you know, is because these days are easy for people. They're easy for non-Indigenous people. It's hard to celebrate because, like just the other day, there's a report, the CBC, we'll link to it in the show notes, but the CBC has done a feature, a news interactive, they call it, called Mother, Sister, Daughter. And they're looking at the number of completed recommendations from the National Inquiry into MMIWG. 231 calls for justice. At this point, two are complete. What? Yes. And a shocking number, like a, 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 a majority of them have not even been started yet. And, and the point is, is that there are, are so many families and communities and nations out there living through grief that we are, to be clear, celebrating in spite of all of that. That's right. Celebrating in the, in the face of all of this. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to point out, we could have done this episode and gone, National Indigenous History Month, here are our top five singer-songwriters, here are our top five powwow groups, here are, we could be that show. But you have to hit pause on that to remind people, because not enough people are reminded, that it's not okay right now. And people are hurting right now. And I I, I think that that point needs to be made. And that's all. And I, and, and, you know, the, the easy wins and the performative aspects to this relationship that we're building with, with, with Canada and with, with, with the provinces, wherever you live and the towns and cities you might be in and, and the communities, the schools, the, the friendship groups, the, the, the neighborhoods, like the performative aspects to this are the easy wins. The hard stuff is understanding and grappling with all of the work that is yet to be done. Yeah. I mean, it's like writing a to-do list and then writing write to-do list as the first thing, scratching that off and yeah. going, all right, we're making great progress. It's so true. So this is officially the halfway point of the episode, what we call the mid-roll in the industry. This is where usually would be an ad, but our show isn't big enough for ads yet. So this is where we're going to ask you to rate, comment, and subscribe to our show in your chosen podcast platform. If you do so, it helps make this show more discoverable and it helps us spread the word about the show. And if you're really liking the show, you can spread the word about the show yourself on your social media, in your networks, and doing so helps us spread the word. We're having a good time doing the show. We hope you're having a good time. If you love this work, You can subscribe to our show on ACAST+. There's a link in the show notes to find out more about that. But for now, let's get back to our conversation. And, you know, the political capital that is gained by governments pretending they're doing things and the the social capital gained by people retweeting or or sharing something on Instagram is is also like economical, like it, like people really build on this idea of allyship Mm. and, and, and the social capital that is built by going, my Instagram is full of black lives matter and indigenous lives matter and Pakistani lives matter. And I'm, this is who I am, man. This is my identity, but the, the social capital wears thin when we drill down into the work and really understand like, no, there's so much more that has to be done. And I can't tell you, non-Indigenous person listening to this, I can't tell you what that work looks like. You have to go out and figure that out for yourself. But there's work to be done. And I, and I think that, again, it, it, for us making these notes, you know, in this show, like... This oh. might not make it in. <laughs> I, like, I like that you lead with that. <laughs> this may be totally irrelevant. You might want to cut this out, and you probably will. Where do we stand on, like non-indigenous people marching. What I wonder about is the non-indigenous people that go to these events. Does it feel like they go to these events and this is an overgeneralization and it's talking about social capital in the context of social capital. Like what, what does that do? And I'm actually asking, what does that do for us as indigenous people? Obviously, like, you know, me, I've been to my fair share of, you know, demonstrations. And I know that things can get hairy, blocking roads and this and the other. I'm all for it. I'm Mohawk, right? But 
Like, what does that do for us? I think this is why I feel uneasy about the episode is because, and this is why we're conflicted. And this is why ultimately we hit record is because I think it's an uneasy space. Like we need friends and allies. We need communities, diverse communities to come together and to support us. We need to build relationships. And that onus is on those communities and us and us and those communities. Building relationships is a two-way street. What I want to see is you go to these events, but you also dig in and dig deeper. I Mm. want deeper engagement from people. Showing up and yelling around is actually really easy. Yeah. It feels dangerous, but it's not. It's not. And well, here's here's how complicated it is, though. And I, I don't know how I fell into this devil's advocate role in this episode, but I'm really annoyed at myself. <laughs> Send all your hate mail to info at we're all mad here dot com. OK, so so let's so OK. So anybody shows up, they they go on the walk and they 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 make a sign and they 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 walk and they get to the park where the event's going to happen. Here's how complicated I think it it can actually be. They get there and what are we asking them to do? Well, we're asking them to witness the speeches or the event, the concert, the comedy, the the artists. Are we asking them to spend money? Yeah, support indigenous artists. Okay, so go to the booths and spend some money. Drop drop a few hundred bucks on a a painting or some beadwork or this or that. Are white people allowed to wear beadwork? If so, what beadwork? Like, it really does, like, our relationship with non-Indigenous people is complicated. So we're not on this show saying it's a straight line. Oh, no. It's complicated and it's nuanced, but it's got to feel dangerous. And, and I guess our point, I think, is that make it feel dangerous. Approach the vendor and say, are these your earrings you made? Wow, they are so beautiful. I would like to buy these. Can I wear these? Talk with the artist. Engage with the artist. What's yeah. your name? Where are you from? How long have you been making this? Could I, could I, could I get your, your social media handles so I can send this to 10 of my friends? Then fucking follow through and send it to 10 of your friends and tell them I met this incredible artist who we should all support. Like engaging and, and, and really building the relationship is the necessary work. And that's what I got to say about that. I sounded really... You really did go somewhere really there for che- a second. Cheaty cheat there at the end. <laughs> you know, I, I, showing up is, is, really the, is really the thing. And, I, you know, I, the, the Indian clothes thing that I say about this day is controversial to some, and it's, and, and, but it, it's like it comes from somewhere because the Indian clothes and the powwows for, for people and all of that, it comes from the Wild West stage shows. It comes from indigenous slavery. It comes from the, early, the earliest days of vaudeville, where Wild Bill Cody would round up Indians and, and put them on these stagecoaches and make them dance for their supper. That's what powwow, that's where powwow started in its current form. And powwow people will know this. Some pe- people that think they know powwow won't, and they'll disagree with me and say I'm lying. Grand entry as we know it and different elements of power came from these stagecoach shows. And and literally they were for white people to come in to to enjoy sort of the 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 winnings of the Wild West, which is like the stagecoach shows what would which would tell these settler myths and these cowboy myths about how great America was and in, in the earliest days. And is, this, is this like the earliest days of cowboy and Indians? This is where, yeah, was the, born? the trans the transformation from vaudeville to to the the silent film era. Yeah. The, this is why the first silent films were cowboy and Indian movies. That's where Hollywood was born out of dead Indians. This right. is, this is where Hollywood came from, and and I bring bring this up because you know this is what people are going to see. This is what they're going to witness. And almost every town and city across this country on June 21st, there will be some sort of powwow demonstration, some sort of, some sort of pan indigenous presentation. And it's not a bad, I see this. uh, It's not a bad thing. Like I'm not shitting on it. No, I don't think that the, the, I don't think either of us are shitting on it. I think that it has its place, but what we're saying is that there's, there's, there should be, and this is also complicated. 
there should be some sort of almost humility amongst the people that we look to the leadership, the pol- politicians, mm-hmm. you know, that are that are supposed to be driving the progress that we elect to make progress happen. You know, the non-indigenous people yeah. that acknowledges that 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 acknowledge that honors and appreciates, but also acknowledges that there is still more work to do. So there's nothing wrong with these celebrations. Yeah. It's just that there needs to be more awareness about the the place we are in. And this is the thing that I find really complicated because, you know, we, we go through the chapters or the bookstore, the lo- actually the local bookstore is our favorite, but, but we go through the bookstore and you look at the table of indigenous, indigenous reads and it's like trauma, 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 trauma. And we go, is this really what our culture is? Yeah. Well, our yeah. culture is trauma. Yeah. And then, and I don't read those books. Yeah, because you've lived your own version of it. <laughs> yes, like, I don't like, read those. Oh, I don't, I don't need an entire book to trigger me. Yeah, but they, but the, but Canada is addicted to Indigenous trauma, so, Indigenous death. Yeah. So the complicated piece for me is saying, "Hey, don't just celebrate us. Acknowledge that there's trauma." And then there's this weird reverence for these stories. These yeah. weird like. Non-indigenous people being like, can you believe how beautiful this is? Yeah. Oh my God, it's so important. Have you read? It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. And, and, you know, we have talked ourselves into three or four different circles here. We've done it again, by the way. uh, Well, and that's, that's because it's what it is. Like, I think we need to acknowledge that. It's so messy. Yeah, it's messy. And like, it's like. I just feel like as soon as we open up this conversation, like I could cry right now, Mm. but I just feel like as soon as we open up this conversation, there's so many feelings. There's so many places. It's Mm. like ping pong balling around all the things that hurt. Yeah. You've taught me about the, 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 the the buttons, the little trauma trigger buttons, like in my body that I, I never, I didn't. I didn't know existed. I don't understand that, you know, I'm working through, through therapy and like, and you're helping me a lot to try to like figure out what this is, but like, that's what it is. Like these conversations bring that kind of response up and you and I live a pretty, relatively speaking, a pretty privileged life. Oh yeah. Like on the indigenous spectrum of life, like we're a privileged couple of folks and our families are okay. And like, we're all, we're working through some shit, but like, you know, in relative terms, like, you know, we're very lucky mm-hmm. and, and, and that's why we're obligated to produce an episode of the show like this because, right. because we are lucky. And, you know, you, you, you brought up a word that we both said in our notes, like, isn't what this is about, which is awareness. And we both said in our notes, like, fuck awareness. We're past awareness. We're not doing awareness. But we've just talked ourselves in a circle where it's like awareness is so important. And and I think showing up to continue to build that awareness is important for a couple of reasons. But most importantly, I think, is for our kids. Yeah. It's for our kids. Because the more we do this, the less they have to. And I don't know, you've experienced it as a parent, like your children. Mm-hmm. You know, your boys have had to come to the defense of their culture and their people and their families and their communities because at school it's not safe. Mm-hmm. And, and my daughters too, mm-hmm. you know, and so the, yeah, more, the mean, more we do, the less they have to. Hopefully. You would hope, yeah. you would hope, but I don't know that it, that their generation is going to be free from that. Yeah. You know, for my kids so I'm mixed like I'm Mohawk and whatever Scottish situation is on the other side my mom I don't think your Scottish family wants you to call it a I'm on okay actually let's re-record that so So Scottish start again so so for me I'm like I'm mixed I'm or you know my dad is Mohawk and my mom is Scottish although there's Irish in there the the Scots don't admit it the Scottish situation, I believe it's called. The Scottish situation, yeah. <laughs> and so so I'm mixed. And 
for all intents and purposes, I'm white to people. Mm. You know, I don't I don't look native unless I'm in a deeply racist community or back home in Kahnawake. Like, <laughs> so my kids, whose whose father is white, are white. Mm. They're white. They're white little guys. But I have fought in many ways to teach them about what it means to be indigenous, Mm -hmm. what it means to be Mohawk, Mm -hmm. what it means to honor those who have come before us. Mm -hmm. There was someone in their life that, you know, the process of understanding my indigeneity, which we'll probably get into in a different episode, or you can read my dad's book. (laughs) Well, they can, they can read your dad's book, but, but, they should read your book eventually, yeah. yeah. Is is long and complicated, and it started when I was about 16 for me, and it was a long process. And as my children were, you know, when they were young, I learned confirmation of my identity, and, what, and it was a big thing for me to want to instill this pride and understanding and ownership. Yeah. And there was someone in their life who was like, <laughs> they're not Mohawk, they're Hamiltonians, which is essentially just an erasure for whatever reason. And Garbage. I just was like, ignore that and keep going. Yeah. And, and leave on my, at the time, my youngest son, we now have Sam. He went to kindergarten in this period of time and they were in kindergarten and they were making crowns. It's like, like, you know, like entry level crafting in kindergarten. So yeah. they, you know, they cut out the pieces of construction paper and the kids get to decorate them and then they put them around the kids' heads and staple them and they have crowns. Yeah. They're really cute. Yeah. And Levon made a shit ton of crowns. Like <laughs> this, like it was when we first realized how like into crafts he is. He is so into crap. There there are <laughs> rubber bands and popsicle sticks and tape. Fashioned into like different the, things. Like catapults and yeah. elevators and dinosaurs. And it's it's <laughs> incredible what we find around. So he took it upon himself to take two of these cardboard crowns or whatever they're not construction paper crowns that were to be, you know, he took two of them, stapled them together in the center, leaving the open end, like the long end open and decorated it like a headdress. And he came home from school with it and said, it's my indigenous crown crown kindergarten, kindergarten, like junior kindergarten. Yeah. And that was the first time where I felt as a mother, as a, as a Mohawk mother, as that I was, that I was like, okay, it's getting in. Mm -hmm. And also his ability, like it was a way of decolonizing the kindergarten crafts, the craft. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like craft class. Yeah. And he did it naturally. Yeah. And I was a really proud moment. And that's, and you know, and I find that he still carries himself in that way. Well, we still have that crown. Oh yeah. That crown's like, that crown's like yeah, forever. Put it in a frame. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's easy. You know, he was in class a couple of weeks ago. He came home, you know, with tears in his eyes, explaining that they were reading a book, Lost Words, I think it was, and on title check and someone in his class, you know, one side of the page is in English and one side of the pages in Ojibwe and he and someone in the class says why is there gibberish Hmm. and Levon you know explained to me that he was really hurt by that and was afraid to say something yeah but ultimately he said hey that's not that's rude though that's an indigenous language yeah you know so that fight is at their feet yeah and it's 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 we should not ever lose lose sight of that like not let's not be so naive to think that in 2016 Justin Trudeau and the federal liberals declared reconciliation here and from that day on we all get along and no one calls us indians anymore and everything's hunky dory like the project continues and i i i think that's also you know part of part of my beef with this with this month is that it's it's national indigenous peoples history month as though looking back at history is the only job we have in front of us because these problems are not just historical. They are contemporary and they are now and they are today. And I think in a lot of ways are getting worse. And and so, you know, the, the history month is, is, I believe, improperly framed. And I, I think we should 
we should note that that these these problems the issues they're not historical they are they are a contemporary reality in the lives of indigenous people young indigenous people your son my daughters you know it's this is an ongoing fight you know part of why the celebration is really important is you know we we can talk about the generations on either side of us right so our children yeah but we can also talk about our parents or our grandparents mm. you know those who have really faced the trauma that 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 we also bear in our own ways those who faced it firsthand yeah. in many cases you know a lot of a lot of our experiences are you know intergenerational traumas as folks are familiar with but but it comes from their experiences right yeah my grandmother said to me in 2007 my grandmother you know stephen harper made the apology in the House of Commons and I was all mad and pissed off and I was yelling around and she said, what's this about? And I said, oh, I'm, you know, fuck this, fuck that. I was all mad. And she said, boy, I, you know, I'm kind of disappointed in you. And I said, why is that? And she said, well, this isn't, this isn't your, this anger is not yours to carry. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking you not to carry it. Like I'm the one that should be angry. I went to residential school. Right. I should be angry. And she wasn't. I mean, she was. She she was bullshitting me. <laughs> she, if I'm being really honest, she was bullshitting me. But she was trying to be brave, and she was saying like, "Don't live your life angrily. It's not your. It's not. It's not a way to live." She was trying to be brave. She was trying to be brave but because she wants. She wanted better for you. She, she wanted, wanted you to live without this anger. Yeah, which is basically impossible. Yes. I didn't listen. Uh, <laughs> no kidding. And, <laughs> and 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 probably should have, but yeah. she was being brave for me. And I find that's what our elders do. That's what And so that's why this celebration is really important is 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 that we we have an opportunity as this generation that we are in in our role as it relates to our elders, as it relates to our children and our grandchildren and so on and so forth. We have a responsibility to show the good to celebrate the good, to honor, to honor our grand grandparents. You know, my grandmother, she went to a day school, like a residential day school in Ganawage. And she had a teacher there who, you know, I'm sure not all teachers were as vicious as this. I'm sure that's a sliding scale of hate that existed. Um, But they would stand up and in school, you know, do recite whatever that is, the, you know, the, what is it called? Like that monarchy thing anyway ode to the queen i don't even know what it's called i actually but don't even know i, I think like, it's a gen- we're, we're a bit young for it and sing oh canada and and the teacher said to her essentially you are the last generation of indians and she lived with shame or she was taught to live with shame mm. about being indian mm. and so now I am so proud to be Mohawk. Mm. I am so proud to be her granddaughter. And I have an opportunity to show her that there's so much to be proud about. Mm. And I and and for her like our connection and our and our ability to I ask her questions and I bring you know we we bring the culture to each other. And so to celebrate that's what that's what it's for in my mind. You know, the opportunity to celebrate is for that. I think it's important to inspire youth and to show them life is worth living. And that's why we show up and that's why we do what we do. And I think it's important to do the same for those that fought for us to be here. Right. It's it's a, it's a way of giving thanks almost. And it's and it's a way of saying, see, I, I we picked up we picked up the bundles that you were forced to leave behind. We picked up the language you were forced to not speak. We, we picked up the songs, the dances. We picked up the, the ways of knowing and being and moving through this, this earth walk that, that you weren't allowed to practice. We get to give it back to them. All right, that's the show. We hope you liked it. If you want to email us, you can info at we'reallmadhere.com. 
We read every single email we get. We'll respond to the ones that we can. You're listening to us on ACAST. ACAST has a membership program that supports podcasters. And if you want to join our membership program, hit the link in the show notes. Our membership starts at $5 a month, goes all the way up to, I think, $100 a month. But at the various tiers and levels of support, you will get different things, different perks, different bonuses, bonus episodes, live streams, tickets to future live events. And um, that puts a little bit of scratch in our pocket to help us make this show. We would like to eventually have a producer, an editor, help us make this show. I mean, we we got a babysitter now that takes our, our, our infant son, our our one-year-old out to the park while we try to try to record this and that's helpful but we need to step it up a little bit make this a little bit easier on us to produce so ACAST plus memberships are a way to do that you can also find some of this work over at our substack joke talk yell you can support us over there as well this has been a hoot we're going to see you again in two weeks we hope you enjoyed the show Rate, comment, and subscribe wherever you're listening right now to let those platforms, to let those tech giants know there's a new podcast on the horizon and it's awesome. Okay, we'll talk to you all real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of We're All Mad Here. I hope you liked it. If you did, tell everyone you know about it. That helps us out a lot. The other thing you can do to help out the show is consider becoming a member of the show on ACAST Plus, our membership platform. Memberships start at $5 a month. Click the link in the show notes and join us today. Your support means a lot to us. Thanks for listening.